This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by the Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek. Plan your next trip at HiltonBonnetCreek.com. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, episode 85, and I am your host, Amy. And I am your somewhat sore but very happy and relaxed co-host, Dana. Oh, it's because we're still on Disney time. <laughs> we are. It's it's true. The happiest place on earth has affected my internal clock, but mm. it's also affected all of my other rhythms, and I just cannot get over what a exhausting but relaxing weekend we had. It was incredible. It was exciting. It was fun. It was exhausting. We fell back an hour we completed a two course challenge and we had some amazing amazing food and beverage we did and we had that food and beverage at our hotel and in the parks and just we have so much yes. to talk about about doing a disney race weekend mm-hmm. that that's not going to fit into just one episode. No. It's not going to fit into just two episodes. No, sir. So what we decided in in talking about how we were going to break everything down was we wanted to kind of give you a primer on what you can expect if you decide to do the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend, uh, the Two Course Challenge, or mm-hmm. any of the other Disney weekend races yes that happened to me you could be doing a challenge or not 5k 10k half or in january if you're the marathon weekend you could be dopey you could be goofy you could be (laughs) just 5k 10k or yeah we're not calling you names uh no (laughs) goofy and dopey are, are race challenges yes the the dopey does if if you become dopey You've completed the 5K, 10K, half, and full marathons during the Disney Marathon weekend in January. I am not dopey. Yeah. You could also go through the Glass Slipper Challenge in February, and that's the Princess Half Marathon weekend where you can do 5K, 10K, and half marathon, or you could do a challenge of the 10K and the half. And then there's also the Star Wars Rival Run uh, weekend. Yeah, there's... There's Star Wars Rival Run. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of come back around to Wine and Dine. Wine and Dine, which yeah. we're going to be talking about Wine and Dine, but a lot of what we're going to tell you about will translate to these other weekends. Mm-hmm. And if you've never done a Disney race weekend, it can be a bit daunting. There, Overwhelming. A lot of places to go, a lot of things you've got to do logistically. And mm. the property is enormous. And yeah. and if you've done a Disneyland race, mm-hmm. I don't think it really translates too well because Disneyland is so compact by comparison. It's still a big race weekend out there. It's just 
that Walt Disney World is massive. It is. Um, they said it was twice the land area of Manhattan Island. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. So we're going to go through uh, this week. We're going to be talking a lot about kind of the pre-race. Yes. There's a lot to talk about there. Mm -hmm. And we've got some fantastic food and beverage to bring you from our show sponsor, actually, this week. And we'll talk more about that. And that's the mm. Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek. Yeah. A place that we've actually talked about in the past. And so wonderful. We have a guest. We are just so lucky to have Jeff Galloway as our e coach. He is America's coach. He was a 1972 Olympian. He was the first winner of the Peachtree Road Race in Atlanta. He And now he has helped thousands upon thousands upon thousands of runners just starting out, the ones who want to qualify for Boston. So many people. He has touched so many lives. And he's the pioneer of Galloway's run-walk-run method. Yes. Uh, this is a research-based uh, interval running method that he has really spent the better part of the last 40 years mm. um, championing. Yeah. And just, it's, it's the method that we use. Mm -hmm. It's been successful for us. And really, whether or not you're a Galloway runner... Or you just go all out from the time you hit the hit the starting line. <laughs> His interview will have a little something for you. If yep. you are thinking about doing a challenge weekend, whether it's at Disney or any other race. Yes. But let's get to the run portion. Yes, let's start it off. Let's kick it off. This week's episode. And this is for the people, once you have committed, you've clicked register on the website you're you've seen your credit card cry you are <laughs> you are ready to commit to that race at disney what can you expect when you first hit the property and what do you got to do well the race expo goes on from what uh, wednesday thursday thursday friday saturday is the last day of the race expo. Yes. And that is where you go to turn in your race waiver that you have printed out, or if you happen to forget. Like I did. Like we did, yes. Then you can print it out at the print the printing station. You can sign it, and you can turn it in to get your bib. And that's at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Center. A lot of people don't even know what that is. And so it's... Describe the ESPN Center for people. What is, what? how would you describe it? It is a multi-sport complex. I, there's a track, baseball, soccer fields, just, and it plays host to race and sporting events, as well as primarily what we know it for, which is the host of the Run Disney race expos and over the years it has changed because over the years it's expanded mm -hmm. they've, they've, they've built onto that built several facilities they have a new hall that they are now utilizing i believe this is the second year that they've been utilizing the the newer hall that they've built and mm. that's where you go for the the merchandise mm -hmm. area yeah but you Her start purchase. out going to your the, the packet pickup location, which mm -hmm. 
I thought was great because you would you would go into where they and by the way everything we're talking about there are signs pointing you in the right direction. There's fantastic um, cast members who are there directing you directing to the right you. building. You're not going to get lost, right? So show up with plenty of time and mm-hmm. just kind of take it in. Yeah, and I think that's probably good advice for the whole weekend. Yeah, have. Make sure that you plan enough time so you don't feel rushed. Yeah, don't rush. There's a lot to see and do, and there's mm-hmm. a lot that you don't want to miss out on. Even starting with the the initial logistical part we're going to talk about here. Mm. So we go to that building. I had forgotten our race waivers. So we printed. And they had a ton of stations set up. Yeah. Little kiosks, mm-hmm. just a you know keyboard screen. Printer. And you would type in your name and it would give you, oh, is, is this you? Yes. And then you just hit print. I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't mess it up. Right. There was nothing to really worry about. Tons of pins there. Get that filled out. And then you headed into this larger area mm-hmm. where they have the races broken down. Right. So. so you have like, you have attendance at booths for here's all the 5k and you look at your race number and they have, you know, here's the first couple thousand race numbers and you can come in and you sign to say that you received your bib and your pins. And if you're doing a challenge, then and then you would head over to the station where the two course challenge was. They had one just for the 10k. They had one just for the half and then challenge. So lines, are really a non-issue in terms of picking up your bib. It's not. It wasn't too bad when we got there and we early arrived, in the morning. Yeah, we arrived Friday morning. Right. So there had already been some people there for their packet pickups sure. ahead of us. But there's so many attendants, mm-hmm. there's no need for long lines. And no. the volunteers, that's all volunteer manned, mm-hmm. They're doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. They're very nice to you. They're checking your ID against the name that mm-hmm. you've registered for. If you're doing a challenge race, they take a photo of you. With your With bib. With your bib. Yeah, they say, hold it up to your chin, and they take a photo. So that way, when you finished both of your races or all of your races, whatever the race weekend may be, then they type in the bib number, and as long as the faces match, you get the medals that you earn. Yeah. So, so that was... Really quick and painless. Right. And then they kind of funnel you over to you. Well, you could check out the merchandise. You're there. If you wanted to, because that's really the same area, the same buildings. Yeah. This is broken into two different buildings. They have, they have packet pickup and race merchandise Mm -hmm. in this, this first hall. Mm -hmm. And then they have the big expo hall. Mm hmm which is where all the vendors are as well as your sh- race shirt pickup. Right, because with your race registration, if you did register for the 5K, you get the 5K shirt. 10K, half has a shirt as well, and the challenge also has a shirt. So, And they're different colors, and they just happen to be because they're fall races. These, these are long-sleeve tech T-shirts. Yes. And... I want to say in the Star Wars, like we've done in the past, those are short sleeve because they're in the spring headed toward the summer. I believe so. So Different colors as well. Mm-hmm. So they'll vary that up and their artworks and, and, and logos. And then the sponsors will be on the back of those race shirts. So, so arguably, they break this into two, two locations for a couple of reasons. The first, of course, is to reduce 
the congestion and right. the lines. Right. And then the second, and I, I'm sure it's no accident, is, well, you're here looking at the merchandise. <laughs> you might as well, you know, slide on through and take a look and pick something up if you want. Mm. And then this also makes you go over to the main floor of the expo. Right. And you have to walk all the way back through it. Oh, yeah. In order to get to the shirts. So oh, you're yeah. going to at least see one of the aisles on the expo floor, yep. which is part of the experience, and we don't think you should miss it. No, and I think that it's a good resource for people, regardless if you have flown in, if you have driven here, however you have gotten here, if you had to pack, and then all of a sudden you're looking at your luggage and thinking, oh, I forgot. Socks, compression sleeves, I forgot. Shoes. Yeah. Or my race belt, my hydration pack. Where are my headphones? Did I leave them on the plane? Something. There's something there for everybody in terms of the gear. Yes. This, they have you one need of, it. I think, one of the most comprehensive race expos you could ever attend at a race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but that, And that's not it. That's not all that they have because they have also race recovery tools like the stick. Tons of stuff like the stick. Like the stick. The buffer. The buffer, the BFF massager that we are huge fans of and big advocates of. Yep. Not a sponsor. Not a we sponsor. just happen to love that device. Right. Um, so there's tons of stuff there. So you've got the packet pickup. You get done over there. Mm -hmm. Then it's time to go get your shirts. But do we want to talk about the merch first? Um, Since we we kind of checked that out on the yeah, way Yeah, we can. We can. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about the traffic flow and the way that goes. So when you go back and you pick up your shirts, we we had heard that they were running kind of small and maybe what to try them on just to be sure or, or take them out of the gear bag that they give you all the race shirts in mm -hmm. the gear check bag because you can check some gear the morning of your race if you wanted to pick that up and then change and then head over to the parks after your race so they give you a clear bag with the shirts in right so we we tried them on and i really like that they have a shirt exchange station back there yes yeah so that if you um, if you got it too small, too large, if you happened to lose some weight, then you you can try to exchange shirts. So the the other merch that's not included in the race entry fee that's available for purchase, which I, is over at Packet Pickup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you get your bibs before you go and get your shirts. So that is. Where you get the I did it shirts. Mm -hmm. So I did it the 5K. I did the 10K. I completed the half. I'm a half finisher is what they have had this year. But in years past, it's been, oh, I did it 19.3. I did it 13.1. Right. They have jackets. They have general run Disney merchandise for training, like tech jackets. A lot more of the... Jackets, hoodies, mm -hmm. tank tops. Mm -hmm. Basically, what you get for signing up for the race, unless you buy some specialty items that they'll sometimes have available, right. are the tech shirts for that particular race or cha and or challenge, if you've signed up for a challenge. The 
I call the merch area over at Packet Pickup the premium merchandise. Yeah. This is the quote-unquote nicer stuff. It's got a little bit different artwork. Yeah. And again, hoodies, jackets, puffer jackets. They had puffer vests as Mm -hmm. well. But then they'll also have coffee mugs, uh, travel coffee mugs. They'll have, for this, because it was the wine and dine, they had stemless wine glasses. They had plastic wine glasses with the stem. And those are more like a Tervis tumbler shaped mm-hmm. like a like a wine glass. So it's insulated. Mm-hmm. And it has the, the wine and dine stuff inside of, in between the layers of plastic. Right. And then they had regular glass stemware as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked how they had coasters this year. Yeah. They had some drink coasters. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think they had some, they did have some car magnets. But we didn't really see them firsthand because by the time we got there, they were all gone. Yeah, this this actually brings us to something to consider a bit of a tip. Yes. If this is your first, if the next one that you sign up for is your first run Disney event and you're wanting to get the premium merchandise. And mm. some of their stuff is very nice. Yes. The artwork does change from year to year, mm-hmm. but they usually have a lot of really nice stuff. Some of that ends up getting bought up very quickly. Mm. And this is a bone of contention in a lot of online groups. Oh, yeah. And the reason for that is there is the, a prevailing opinion that many of the people purchasing these things are doing so to resell. Mm. Because within hours of the first uh, of the first day of the expo, you will often find this merchandise for sale online oh. through eBay or other online retail uh, resale yeah. outlets. Yeah. Well, you know. So that's the tip. Give get there early. If you want your pick of the merch and if you don't care about the lines and you in terms of shopping and merchandise and thing and you don't care about having your first pick, then usually the evenings are the quieter times before the expo closes. Yes. And yeah. they do restock merchandise throughout the day, mm-hmm. but certain things run out like car yeah. magnets. Yeah. That's one that always runs out. Yeah, early early and those are the ones that are specific to the race like we would have been mm-hmm. able to get one that was a generic run disney mm-hmm. i say generic it, it, they they have merchandise that is just run disney branded it's not specific to a race right or challenge right that was still available even after the specific items for those races ran out right so you know it depends on what your priority is but the tip to get the merch is to show up early and the tip to just have a relaxed time and not really doesn't doesn't matter about the merch and you just want to enjoy the expo, then you can get there a little later. Yeah. Yeah. And they also have food options at the expo. When you get hungry from going around and seeing all of the uh, booths when you pick up your shirt, after you pick up your shirt. They had... Uh, some new stuff there this year, and they actually started with the food even over at Packet Pickup. We were able to pick up yep. a pint of Playa Linda yes. beer. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a Playa Linda ale. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but the real food started, the real fancy food started showing up at the expo. And it was really neat to see it. The minute you walk in, you actually enter on the second floor. We looked down and a new addition to the 
expo floor was a very large expo booth from Four Rivers Barbecue staring us right in the face. And they were doing brisket sandwiches cut to order right there on the on the race floor. And I know that sounds funny. You know, you you got people going to a race expo and the line for the barbecue was long. But, you know, when it's time, you know, you've got to get some protein, you got to get a snack or whatever the case may be. Maybe you don't want a um a banana or <laughs> um, but not to say that there aren't plenty of bananas there there certainly are but maybe you want something a little more substantial that's a neat offering for them to have and it was uh, it was interesting to see that yeah but there was more there was so much more well I see you're, I s- you're pulling something well, up in your notes yeah I <laughs> so you said it was an ale but listen they had over there when we picked up the bibs and we checked out the merch and they also had this over on the expo floor, like you're talking about, the Caballero Ale from Playa Linda Brewing Company, which is local in Florida. Titusville? Yes, Titusville, Florida. Yeah. Disney does a lot with local... I love that. Local breweries. And it was the Three Caballeros. That was, was the theme. Like the theme for the challenge. Yeah. So I feel like there was a partnership there because looking on Untapped and everywhere else, I could not find anything about that beer and you'll find that a lot when disney partners with a brewery or a winery or someone to do an exclusive brew or beverage you won't be able to find anything about it online true but it was quite delightful they they also had pumpkin imperial ale they had carib also had which is, oh, it was good that's one of my favorite pumpkin beers mm-hmm. and, and now that it's october heading into november it's on november as we're recording this the time of the year is right for pumpkin pumpkin ales yes it is they had carib pineapple cider and bud light they had sparkling wines um et etoyer rosé I, th- I don't know i butcher the names yeah but and they had a champagne split. They had Cabernet Frosé. They had frozen mimosa. They even had frozen Mountain Blast Powerade. Yeah, the frozen Powerade, the blue Powerade in the Granita machine spinning. And uh, they, <laughs> they were selling tons yeah. of all of it. Yeah. But it was just interesting to see. You'd have the same the same stand selling one runner uh, a glass of sparkling wine the next runner a frozen powerade yeah. the next one a beer it was and then yeah. they had a spread of food mm-hmm. set out too with some yeah. very nice yeah. offerings so you can actually get your eat on right there on the expo floor absolutely and, and i can i can i go to the chocolate oh can I can I go to that? Because you've talked about all the savory stuff, right? Save, we we've covered savory, and and this is the run portion of the show. I know. We haven't even got this. Is why we love this weekend so much. <laughs> it starts out at, with, oh, you're here to run, have some food. <laughs> yeah, carb up or carb up. or whatever, sugar up. Yes, so, I don't know. So you there's a chocolate portion that you'd like to talk about. Oh. This was one of the first times that we saw the ganachery on the expo floor. We first experienced them at Disney Springs. Yes. It's a chocolatier shop at Disney Springs. And they're very well known for having their uh, 
s'mores. Yes. Created behind glass so you can see the whole process. They're Mickey s'mores with uh, graham cracker and chocolate. and. Oh, I believe God. that we featured it on the podcast I think we last did. year or the year before in a video format, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, we had a, you know, when it could not be called the Bourbon Trail because it had already been coined by yes. a different organization or state or whatever. Yes. We w- went to the ganachery and we had an actual chocolate and bourbon pairing, pairing that we had on the show. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that was fantastic. But this, I just have to shout out Brie from the ganachery booth there at the expo because she was incredible. They were actually doing custom chocolate medals for the runners. There was a Mickey one, there was a mini one, and there was a cupcake one because mm. it's wine and dine. Yeah, so it was a medal on a ribbon. Yeah, that was like a chocolate, a white chocolate ribbon. White chocolate ribbon. It looked like, yeah. Dark chocolate metal with painted accents. Yes, like the pink cupcake. And then they were doing custom wording on the ribbon. Oh, and so we were like, you know, shut up and take our money. Well, uh, we basically said that as we were driving onto the Disney property, but yeah, Well, yes. that's true. Yes. I mean, you just say that. It's like what you utter, and then you just let it go. Yes. Like. Like Elsa says. Like Elsa says. Let it go. Let go. And <laughs> the, they were so pretty. And they're doing the custom lettering right there while you're waiting. They, the packaging was gorgeous. And they're using like the, the, the canned air to freeze it so it doesn't run. <sighs> and they're just little edible works of art. Yes. And I believe that we will have photos posted in either our social media feed or that one may make the cut for some album artwork. Yes. This week. Yes. So we're next shout out to Brie. She yeah. was awesome. She was awesome. And she did one that just was the race medal for the running drink podcast. And then one for Dana and one for me. And it was just so great. They were so sweet to us. And we, we did eat the podcast one. Oh, and we did. We, we held on to our individual ones for keepsakes. Yeah. And yeah. the chocolate was just fantastic. How long are they going to last? I don't know. Uh, well, I don't think they'll be as tasty as time goes on. So yeah. we may have to we may have to decide. Break it down. To, to eat them. But at least we have photographic proof. We do. To share with you. So that but, that is fantastic. But that was just the some of the cool food stuff. Yeah. But they really did have a lot of neat booths. You have um, their the main sponsor of this race weekend was Aftershocks, the yeah. open ear bone conduction headphones. Yes, you've had a pair of those. I have, and would still have them if they hadn't gotten lost. I know, uh, but Aww. but they were fantastic. Yes, absolutely, uh, because you can hear what's going on around you, and they don't go in your ear; they go outside of your ear and it's just bone conduction so you can hear your music your motivational music from mile to mile but then you can also hear your surroundings so when they say caution course narrows ahead you hear it caution runners speed bump ahead you you probably could do it better but (laughs) on the race course then you can still hear that in addition to your motivational 
music or your podcasts or your run, walk, run uh, timer if you've got it through an app like RunKeeper. So. Yeah, they have them as a major sponsor. You had uh, Fit to Run does a mm -hmm. really large, but they basically yeah. take one of their stores and transplant it to the expo floor. That's yeah, huge. So anything you need as far as shoes, socks, socks. athletic wear, mm -hmm. uh, sport beans, any of that stuff's available. Goos, blocks, whatever. All of it. Yeah. They also had OtterBox there. Yes. So a lot of people show up and they're like, oh, I want to, you know, I don't know about carrying my phone loose during a run. Protect it. By the way, we don't recommend that. Put a case on your phone if you're going to run with it. But OtterBox, what they were doing, which was pretty cool, is they were doing cases that are Disney specific and only available there. Nice. Yes. And getting some of your favorite character on characters on the back of your phone. and so you know, fun. They had a ton of different options for different manufacturers of phone. Of course, the big ones are covered, you know, right. like Samsung, iPhone, iPhone, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Boulder Athletic, formerly known as Sparkle Skirts. Love them. So, We've had them on the show before. Yeah, they were there again. Um, Sparkle Athletic, which does a, does other sparkly wear for, mm -hmm. for runners. Yeah. Um, had a booth. I, I'm just thinking of some of the highlights. Of course, um, Go Go Squeeze is one of the, the yeah, sponsors that's always yeah, there. The and they're always handing out the little packets of applesauce, mm -hmm. which over the years I've come to really like as an option mm -hmm. for training. Yeah. Um, because I don't like to eat a lot of like substantial food if I'm out right. on a long run. But like sure. applesauce I can stomach and that doesn't doesn't tear me up. Got to so. do what works for you. Um, but that was really good. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, KT other? Tape. The K oh Big my gosh. time, all the time at any run Disney expo. Huge. There's always and a line. A, and there's always a really big line of people getting taped up. Mm -hmm. And we saw some people that were, they looked like paper mache. I mean, there were some who were nursing. <laughs> they were nursing some serious injuries and were taped like you wouldn't believe. Like, trying to support their knees. Like a mummy running down the trying road. Trying to support shoulders. Uh, I get it, but wow. Um, yeah. They had, and, and what's great is they have their technicians on site doing that. Their local health provider, I believe it's called Advent. Advent Health. Health. Mm -hmm. um, they were doing, I think, massage therapy. They were doing massage therapy. And then up in a different area, I mean, you had to go off the expo floor and then there was a speaker area kind of by the exit. Yes. And they had Jeff, like ask Jeff. Jeff Galloway was doing his stuff. He often does a Q&A, and it's fantastic for mm. both experienced and novice runners. And I'm so glad they brought it back because for a time they didn't have it. Right. And they brought it back, I think, because it was so popular. Because he's very motivational, and he does have good tips and tricks, especially for people who usually choose Disney because it's so friendly as a first-time race experience. Yes. So... But they also had pre and post race yoga and stretching. Yeah, I looked over and I see yeah. all these people in poses. I'm like, yoga oh my mats gosh, yeah, everywhere. They, they basically moved all the chairs out, opened it up, and you could bring your yoga mat in. Yep, and go. Yeah, right there. Yeah, and that was right off of the show floor, back up on the second floor, kind of looking down on the expo. Yeah, so it, it was a great little area as part of the expo as well. I think it's, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that you could easily take an hour to an hour and a half and just browse the different booths. Yeah. And it's a fun time. It is. And what's great is you got all these runners around. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's, yeah. you know, 
you're there. It's Disney. You're surrounded by like-minded people. Mm-hmm. The, the stuff they're showing off is cool. I mean, there are like yeah. 10 different kinds of running belts. You, know, you can find something that you're going to like. Um, yeah. Headphones. They had everything that you could imagine from those aftershocks to other stuff that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ways to commemorate and celebrate your accomplishments. Uh, let me tell you. Those, Lasting commemoratives. Those booths, their booth. They do some of the most amazing looking shadow boxes. They're great. And I am very partial to the Star Wars and the superhero stuff. Those are my two Mm -hmm. favorite themes. Yeah. Their Star Wars stuff that they do, they will have, they'll have an extra metal. You don't have to actually frame the metal you're given. Mm. You get an extra metal in that shadow box. They'll have your, your bib. They'll have stuff that's in the background on the mat and then in the foreground painted on the glass, giving it this 3D effect or multi-layer yeah, effect. It's gorgeous. And they do small stuff, you know, maybe maybe 12 inches by, by 16 inches, and they do very large ones if you mm-hmm. wanted. And, and you can spend, you know, 100 and change up to two or $300 easily for some of these, but they are gorgeous and if, and if you're looking at maybe it's going to be your first race and you want to commemorate it mm-hmm. check them out or you might be a charity runner fundraising yes. and it's really important for you to have that somewhere mounted in your your bedroom your living room maybe where you work in your office so you can say here is what i have done and here is what my running has done for others and that reminds me the host charity for this race mm-hmm. um they had a booth second harvest and we got to stop by and talk to them too yes at second harvest this is the second year that we've seen them at wine and dine specifically and they're just incredible they collect food and distribute through a partnerships net- and network yes and 500 and something food banks served it's by incredible, them. the number they said it was over f- just in orange county i think they said half a million people that were in need of their services mm-hmm. they what what's great is you can go to this event you can just accomplish explore and indulge like mm-hmm. we talk about but yeah. knowing that you're doing so in support of a great cause like that yes. it's just one more reason to go sign up for a race such as the wine and dine two course challenge yes and when you when we talk about the pre-race we can talk about the things that we learned through through that pre-race party and listening to people from second harvest yes come and talk with us before the race so they have a booth absolutely worth checking out too Mm -hmm. but then there's one more booth that we visited i don't know that we always tend to swing by what could it Could it be the booth of the person that introduced our show today? It very well might be. In fact, I guarantee that it was. We we Jeff Galloway and Barb, they always have a booth set up where and there he stays down on the floor most of the day, just taking a a few small breaks and and a lunch. Sometimes he skips his breaks entirely, according to Barb. Yes, we got some dirt from from his wife. And he needs to take more breaks. But he's like one of the hardest working guys. Uh, I've ever seen it. There's, I know he, it. He wants to spend time with runners. Yeah. And he will get a line of runners coming, and they're talking about their specific needs, goals, fears. Mm-hmm. He's giving them them 
advice right there on the floor. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's technical advice. Sure. And sometimes just a little motivational pep talk. And a picture or signing of the bib. Or one of his books that he's got or there. Or one of his books that he's got there. Or he could be introducing these runners to Barb and everybody who's working the booth who actually has information about the Galloway Pace Groups for the half marathon or the full marathon from January. That's right. As well. And we did see Galloway Pace Groups out on the course. We and did. you get all the information about, you know, here's the pace group. Uh, here's the time they're going to complete it in, and here's the interval they're going to be running it in. Mm-hmm. And then what's great is you can go to the you go to your race corral, you look for your pace group. They've got a flag, mm-hmm. and just kind of meet up with them, see who you're going to be running nearby, mm-hmm. and hang with them. Yeah, and they wear bright yellow shirts, yeah, and you they can't say that they're pacers can't on the back, them. so you can't miss them. And they guide you. They tell you when to run. They tell you when to walk. And if you're comfortable with that ratio, then you have a built-in support system to make it happen. So he's giving information about that. But we specifically went to ask him about conquering the race challenges and what to do. Yeah, it's a little bit different if you're running two races back to back. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you need to make some adjustments, not only in your training, but also in how you're going to attack it on the race weekend. Yes, and that is specifically what we asked him about when we talked to him there. So right now we have a quick interview with Jeff Galloway, live, recorded live from (laughs) the expo floor. We are here at the Run Disney Race Expo for the 2019 Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend, and look who we caught up with. It's our coach, it's America's coach, Olympian Jeff Galloway. Thank you for talking with us. Oh, Amy, great to be here. We need your advice. We are here running the two-course challenge, and it's a 10K on Saturday and a half on Sunday. We know you know that, but just in case anybody doesn't know what that is here, what advice do you have for us as we head into this challenge? The more gentle you are on yourself on the 10K, the more resources you'll have in the half marathon. So walking most of the 10K is the safest thing and if you have any balloon ladies coming up on you, then you do a little bit of running and walking towards the end. In fact, there are very few people that are swept in the 10K, so take it super easy. So we're pretty safe there. Yes. Yes. And then, depending on how you feel on half marathon day, you can be gentle during the first half of that. And then that would depend on which run-walk run is gentle for you. And do you have any nutritional or refueling and rest tips between the two races? Yeah, that's very appropriate. First of all, compression sleeves during the first race, uh, during the afternoon, and, and even sleeping in the compression sleeves has been a good recovery mode. Okay. Soaking your legs in a cool tub of water within three hours after your tender so it doesn't have to be an ice bath? No, it just needs to be cool water tap. Okay. Uh, about 78 degrees of water. And then uh, walk around, and, and you can definitely go to parks and stuff, but you don't want to walk an extraordinary amount. Don't overgo to race the next day. 
And then uh, refuel. You want to make sure within 30 minutes that you have a snack that has about 150 to 200 calories in it. Mostly just sugar and not fat. And uh, then eat enough so that you are restoring your energy level throughout the rest of the day. But don't overeat. Overeat. Don't overdo it at that same food and wine for the post half marathon celebration, celebration. right? Yes. Yeah, that is all incredible advice, and we will take it to heart and share it with anybody who might be considering the challenge next year. Yes. But you also have something very exciting coming up in the next few weeks and months. Tell us about what you have coming. Well, we've got the Jeff Galloway, Barb Galloway weekend in Atlanta. One of our favorites. And it's just a, a beautiful course, actually a, a fast course, because the starting elevation is a lot higher than the finish. But it goes past the Martin Mitchell House, the Jimmy Carter Library, the Martin Luther King Center, a lot of historical aspects of Atlanta. Beautiful. And it's fun. We have Galloway Pace groups. And I am at the finish line until the last person finishes. And we can attest to that, he is. Well, yeah, and I'm pleased to do it. And the other thing is, this year for the first time, we have a relay. So if you uh, if you want to bring family members or friends into this, we have a relay. And one of the legs is only about two miles, so you can really get someone that's new to running to be part of your team. Excited and short distance. And how can people find out more about this upcoming race and any future races that you have? You can either go to jeffgalloway.com, and we have the logos up on the front page, or you can go to jeffgalloway131.com. Okay, we will link to that. And thank you so much for all the advice you always give us and that we share with our fellow runcationers. It, it's amazing to have you as a friend of the Running Drink Podcast. Thank you so much. Well, I'm honored to help, and you are doing a great job with your podcast, so keep your good work. We certainly will. Thank you. Jeff is always so full of great key tips and advice. And he just keeps it real. He's such an just down-to-earth, nice guy, but... If you want to get into the technical weeds, he's absolutely so well-versed and so capable of doing that. And some people mm. like getting into that, uh, on the you know, the technical running, mm. and he can do that. But just what a great source of inspiration and knowledge. Yeah, and he has nutrition tips. He has pre-race, and yes, he, of course, he says, you know, you're at Disney. It's not like you're not going to go to the parks maybe in between the two races, but you just have to play it smart. He's all about running a smart race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gives you great tips, tricks, and techniques to mm. be able to do just that. And that is why I listen to that man. And like we said in the interview, we cannot wait until December. And the race information for his race weekend is at jeffgalloway.com or jeffgalloway131.com. And we'll have links in the show notes for all yeah. of that as well. It's definitely a race worth checking out. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that we are willing to repeat year after year because it's so good. And it. with a city like Atlanta, we're going to be able to bring you an entirely new show because of all of the food and drink options that are available to you. Right. 
But when you're planning a trip, one of the, the real things to keep in mind is where you're going to be staying. And like we mentioned at the very opening of the show, I almost feel guilty about this. What do you feel guilty about? <laughs> well, we mentioned at the beginning of the show that Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek is providing promotional consideration for this episode. Yes. Well, longtime listeners of the show are going to be like, well, wait a minute. You guys have talked about them before. Oh, yes, we have. Well, here's the, I mean, I don't want to talk us out of a sponsor, but had they not sponsored us this week, we'd be talking about them anyway. I think that you are just showing appreciation for an amazing race experience, starting with the hotel that you book, as long as it's the Hilton Bonnet Creek. And I know there are many advantages to staying on property. Yes. Yes. And we've done that. And we've done that. And Disney hotels are incredible. They are awesome. Hilton has such a special place in my heart. They do, and this hotel in particular mm -hmm. for us. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the hotel and, and Hilton right now because they lead us into the eat and drink portion of this week's show. Yeah. Um, we found the Hilton Bonnet Creek a few years ago. Yeah. And its proximity to everything, it's right on, off of Buena Vista Drive. I think normally we had stayed at the... The Hilton Orlando that's International Drive. Yes. We also, were over in the iDrive area. Also a great property, but I think they were booked up and that led us to discover this place. Yes. And we we walked right in there and I'm telling you that what's going on? It's Marathon Weekends? Yeah. As we're driving up, you know, you see they've got this, this runner's podium set up outside with a backdrop mm -hmm. and we walk into the lobby and... We're greeted by their race concierge. Yes. Like, well, what is this? And we didn't even we didn't even know. No. At this point, when no. we when we were staying, we just booked the room because it was we needed it relatively inexpensive. It yeah. was great proximity to everything, and we happen to when we travel, we tend to stay with the Hilton brand because mm -hmm. we're Hilton Honors members, and we love it, and it helps earn points for stays uh, for personal vacations, mm -hmm. not just running. We are talking to their running concierge, the race concierge, and they're like, oh, well, we have a party the morning of the race. The half marathon. The half marathon, and we feed you, we get you coffee, all your stuff, you know, we'll have protein bars and and bananas and all that for you first thing in the morning. Music and a cheer squad. A cheer squad, a DJ, and then we have our bus that takes you over to the race. Yeah. We discovered this totally by accident. Mm -hmm. And from that moment on, Ugh. we have been hooked on this hotel. So mm -hmm. much so, the way they've ended up becoming a sponsor for us was uh, over the summer when we were doing the Marvel Virtual Race Series, we reached out to them and said, mm -hmm. hey, we are coming up to stay to do this virtual race series. We would like to feature your hotel. And... We weren't looking for sponsorship. We were looking for an interview. Yeah. We had already paid for our room. Just to show uh, how awesome this place is. They couldn't do that. Um, timing didn't work out. Yeah. This is a convention hotel. so They're always busy. Always busy. Always stuff going on. And they're right next door to a Waldorf Astoria. 
they share their, their sister properties and yeah. they're literally a short walk over. Mm-hmm. But they said, can't do it this time. Let's reconnect and do it at Wine and Dine. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to be sponsors for the Wine and Dine episode. And we're like, well, that is way more than we wanted, but we're, come on. So here we are. <sighs> for the eat and drink portion, one of the many reasons that we like to stay there is because on property, I believe that they have five restaurants just in the Hilton. Just in the Hilton. That's not counting everything that you have access to that's just steps away at the Waldorf Astoria. And one of their locations is their is their casual dining option mm-hmm. called Harvest Bistro. Oh. And at Harvest Bistro, they start gearing up and they do something special that's just for race weekend. Yes. They have Marathon Weekends Carb Loading at Harvest Bistro. And Harvest Bistro, I think our uh, our initial experience at Harvest Bistro was coming back from the race and, and having their breakfast buffet. Yeah, they do a phenomenal breakfast buffet Incredible. there. Incredible. If you've ever stayed at a higher-end Hilton, you've probably had a similar experience. They have fresh cooked-to-order food as well as the stuff that's on on the hot hot plates and the uh, the steam trays. Yeah, fruits, veggies, yogurt, but then made to order omelets and eggs. Waffle and pancake station. So that was our first experience with Harvest Bistro. Mm-hmm. We saw that they were doing this this carb loading menu. Yes, um, and that is actually what we did. Then we did two nights while we were there. We did two nights because their their menu for dinner has such an incredible set of options in terms of carbo loading, but then they do the marathon weekends special well, as well. So we were like, let's do both. I'm going to share a little bit of um, inside baseball oh. for us. We are very superstitious eaters on we race are. weekend. Oh Lord. Yes. We, we really <laughs> are. We traveled to do the princess. No, I'm sorry. The Tinkerbell half marathon yeah. out in, in uh, California, Anaheim, California, several years ago. Mm-hmm. And we got on the ground, we got settled in, and we were looking for something that would give us a good clean protein and some nice carbs. And we went to a major national chain Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we mm. sadly ended up getting pretty violently food poisoned and we decided at that point we were going to be very judicious with the foods that we eat so we tend to stick to pretty i don't want to say bland because that's not the right word i'm gonna call it safer meals we we do a lot of pastas yes and that is what we opted for We, we went to harvest bistro the first night so this would be Friday night. We decided oh, to eat at Harvest yes, Bistro. Yes. And we we still went with some relatively safer options, runner-friendly options, but mm-hmm. they, that doesn't mean they were any less flavorful. So what we're going to first talk about is the stuff that's not on the... Marathon Weekend's carbo-loading menu, right. but on their regular menu that you can get all the time, even if you just come to Hilton and you're just there for a family vacation or a weekend getaway. So let's start with yours because I've had yours before and beef bolognese, right? Come on. It's a pasta dish with a, with a 
meat sauce. How can mm. you go wrong if you're looking to carb up? But it ha- it was topped with a dollop of ricotta and fresh torn basil. And the pasta, it wasn't your typical spaghetti. It was, I don't even know, they have it. it how do you pronounce this? Well, I can it's tell a, you how I pronounce how it. How do you pronounce it? I pronounce it papiri. Papiri. Well, P-A-P-I-R-I. It reminded me of bucatini that is pasta that uh, that looks like spaghetti but has, has the, the hollow in the middle mm-hmm. to kind of, throughout the noodle, to kind of soak up the sauce. And it was oh, al dente pasta and meaty. It wasn't just overly sauced. It was meaty and hearty bolognese. And the ricotta that it just added that punch of that cheese. And the creaminess. And the creaminess that you need. And the basil added that fresh note to bring it all together. There is something about this dish that when I tasted, because I've, <sighs> I've had this before. I, you let me taste a little bit of yours. Yes. It is so... There's, there's a, they sprinkle something in there, and I called it just nostalgia. I think it's the torn basil. Yeah? I think so. It is just, it tastes like something from my childhood. And yeah, I would, this is kind of a default go-to generally. Uh, I used to love it when my mother would make a big pot of spaghetti with meat sauce. It's just something so homey and comforting about it. And when you are... In a race weekend, the night before a race, and you've trained so many months, and you have done so much hard work behind the scenes that nobody sees, you know, until you run the course. They only see the race day, but you, your nerves can get in there, and you just need that real comfort food to just kind of get you into a place that kind of calms your nerves, settles your stomach, and gets you ready to race. Yeah. And that's one of my favorites that they serve. It's it's a staple on their menu. But I think it would be great at any time, though. It would. I mean, even apart from the race weekend. But Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I went a, I tried something new on you, the menu. You. You're making oh, a face at me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, yeah, because when yours came, I was like, oh, I should have gotten that too. <laughs> but I love this. I'm so torn. Well, It looked amazing. It, and it's because it was amazing. Mm. They do a macaroni and five cheeses. And this is a cavatappi oh. pasta, which is the big hollow corkscrew. I love that. This that has awesome. buttered brioche breadcrumbs. Mm. And then... Included in the price of the dish is your choice of protein, and they do chicken breast, shrimp, steak, or salmon. I can honestly tell you, I don't think that you'd go wrong either way, and I should have asked them what their five cheeses were. I didn't. I was so hungry when we we decided to sit down. I ended up getting the steak, and they end up doing about a six-ounce New York strip. Yes, yeah. Our server said it was New York Strip. And they do your cook temperature. I asked for medium rare. They cut it on the bias. They laid it across the the top of the dish. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, the the cheesy sauce was so smooth. Mm. The brioche breadcrumbs retained their crispiness. So you got a little bit of crunch when you took a bite. 
the steak, I think that they did it on a wood grill. It had that taste of that wood char. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So Mm. for value, for a a meal that I felt safe eating, that was comforting, that gave me the the protein, fat, and carbohydrates that I was looking for, you know, two days out from from the half marathon. Of course. And of of course, course. the day before the, the 10K. That was a great way to end the night uh, or to, to have dinner. Oh, yeah. Um, couldn't recommend that enough. Mm-hmm. But that's their regular menu. Yeah. Can I just say that we also went with dessert as oh, well? Yeah. And the Oreo. We split a dessert. Yeah, we split it. The Because I have a sweet tooth and you indulge me. Mm-hmm. But I loved their Oreo cheesecake. Oh, it, and it was it had creme anglaise, chocolate shavings, and then raspberry for a hit of freshness, and the cookie crust. It was so good. Yeah, so just imagine a cookies and cream like, cheesecake with an Oreo crust. Oh, a little pool of vanilla creme anglaise to mm. just dredge your piece through, and yeah. a little bit of berries to I mean, give you a tart pop. Yeah, I'm glad that we split it because it was very rich. Yes. But it was so great. That really was. That was a highlight. So just, you know, FYI, not that you need dessert, but I just really loved that. And they have a lot of other offerings that looked delicious as well. You know, creme brulee, banana split, gelato and sorbet. And of course, key lime pie, since you're here in Florida. Oh, key lime pie, apple pie, layered chocolate cake. I just, you know, we're suckers for Oreo. Right? Right. Yes, <laughs> but yes, that was Friday night, but that was not their special carb load no. menu. They actually do a special menu. It's it's a it's a small menu, and it's eighteen dollars a person, which includes their gratuity, mm-hmm. and you can do it in the restaurant. You can do it at the the restaurant. Actually, has a quick service counter also where you can get it to go. And they have soda and all kinds of beverages and things that you could. Yeah, soda, bottled yeah. beer, water. Mm-hmm. And then they also make this menu available via room service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could do it any any of those ways. But they were offering it all weekend long. And they had a tuna pasta, a chicken bow tie pasta, and a fettuccine carbonara. And I just couldn't decide, so I put it out to social media. <laughs> <laughs> To, d- to to help me make the decision. And? Yes. And what I chose was fettuccine carbonara, sautéed pancetta, fresh green peas, and roasted tomatoes. Mm. You let me taste your dish. And what did you think? It was fantastic. The, the pancetta. And, I, and I, when you ordered it, I remember I asked our waiter... I said, is this a legitimate carbonara where you're doing the oh, yeah. the egg yolk? Yeah. And they said, yes. Mm-hmm. That, that, so good. And it was. Oh, so good. I mean, the smokiness of the pancetta, the fresh green peas, they were not overly cooked. I could, I mean, it's I would. pop. Yeah, I would venture to guess that they probably just quick cooked them or. Toss them in at the last minute. Toss them in at the last minute so they wouldn't get really wilty or mushy. And the roasted tomatoes, some of them had actually split, and then some of them 
were not so that you got that freshness with the bite. Yours was very colorful. So colorful with the green peas, the red tomatoes, and then the creamy sauce was just so rich. And again, it I had the bolognese on Friday, and that was really comforting. And this was also just comfort food at its best. And you were you were needing the comfort food. You were uh, had a lot of pre race jitters. Oh yeah, and nerves. Oh, totally. Understandably totally. so. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but did this one hit the spot for you? In every way, it satisfied every need for me to have a good hearty meal going into the half. Awesome. Yeah. You? I went a very different route. Yeah, you did. I went with the tuna pasta offering. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like tuna pasta. Yes, tuna pasta. This was sautéed tuna with pomodoro sauce. So you get that um, that sauce with the, the crushed tomatoes. You know, So you have a little bit of bite to it. It's not just a puree. Mm. Capers, olives, arugula, more tomato, Parmesan cheese, and fresh parsley. Mm. The best way I could describe this, the this this was a pasta that was that was an elongated spiral mm-hmm. that I've actually never had before. It looked really different. It it looked. It's called... Like nothing else we've had. (laughs) Yeah, I've never had this pasta before. It's called a treche, T-R-E-C-C-E, pasta. It's an elongated open spiral, and it looks like kind of like a a hair braid, and in fact, that's what the treche means in Italian. Um, It did a great job of holding on to the sauce, the pasta was perfectly al dente, so had a nice toothsome bite to it the capers i love capers caper berries Mm. they provide you that salty briny pop which is great and a little bit of a tartness almost Mm -hmm. like an olive the herbs really shone through Uh, the herbs and the arugula were were cooked just enough Mm -hmm. to wilt them and release their flavor so you get a little bit of the bitterness from the arugula Mm. a little bit of the the greenness from the parsley fresh hit yeah it tasted super fresh Mm. this was a dish the tuna being sauteed means it's cooked through and tuna Mm. is a weird fish tuna (laughs) for you uh, for me anyway uh, you know i love ahi tuna raw Mm -hmm. i love it seared i tend not to go for tuna that's cooked through Mm mm-hmm but, and I asked before I ordered, but I said, you know what? This being race weekend, I want to be a little safer. So yeah. let's not do the undercooked food. And it paid off. The The, the tuna was flaky. Mm. It was very flavorful. Yes. And uh, the best way I could describe this dish is that it reminded me of a pasta puttanesca. Where Very you, much so when you let me try it, yeah. Yeah, you know, so you get the tartness of the capers, and in a puttanesca, you often get the umami flavor from sardines. Right, but this time... You didn't have that, but you did have a lighter fishy flavor, or fish flavor from the tuna. Not that mm. the tuna was fishy. Again, I've said it before, if, you're, if your fish ta- smells or tastes like fish, that's probably not good. 
no, this was just perfect mm. and super filling. The pasta again, that that shape of pasta I've never had before. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't have been happier with my pre race meal, and to think that that plus gratuity was included was eighteen dollars. And yeah. I would also be remiss to say that on both evenings we ordered uh, a Caesar salad to oh, go to with. Oh, to start, yes. Their Caesar salad is enormous. Yeah, and it's so good. You, If you get the Caesar salad, you could actually do that as a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a big, I wanted a big salad. You could add a protein to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And they serve it with this this plank, this very thinly sliced plank of bread as the as the crouton and then they do asiago cheese on it and put that under the in the oven to bake it fantastic yes so what a great pairing both nights yeah so i mean if if you need carbo loading and you need that kind of support i just that that hardiness that mm, yeah so after we ran the 10k then that would be uh, Saturday morning. We came back. We decompressed at the hotel. We hung out at the hotel. But we did decide to have a celebratory beverage at the hotel bar. We did. Tell me a little bit. Well, this bar actually has a special place in our heart. Because this is the place where we started the Running Drink Podcast. Yes. And in fact, I think we were sitting at the exact table. We were. We did. We originally came up to Bonnet Creek and stayed there when we launched the podcast. We were actually going to one of Jeff's running schools. Yes. And uploading the night before (laughs) from this very table. So it has a special place in our hearts, but it also has tasty cocktails and a charcuterie plate to die for are we going to be talking about the charcuterie plate on an upcoming episode i hope so or in a quick bite let's do a quick bite okay it's worth it yeah because ha 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 and in i mean they have other things on the menu that but that was to die for their charcuterie plate just as a teaser is big enough for two people to split as a meal oh yeah Yes. Leave it there. But this celebratory beverage is called, that we had, called the Gold Mine, which had tobacco-infused bourbon, a splash of ginger ale, and it was topped off with what they call gunpowder, which is actually cocoa powder. Yeah, it's, I think, cocoa powder and a little sugar. And then when they're actually doing it table side, they'll, they'll bring the drinks out and then they'll sprinkle the gunpowder on top. And it's mm-hmm. actually inside of a powder horn that you would mm-hmm. use from, from old firearms. Yeah. And they're shaking that out there on, on top of the drink. So it's, it's a nice experience. And they serve it over this, this beautiful sphere of ice oh yeah in it's a, huge in a uh, uh old-fashioned glass mm-hmm. describe that flavor i mean <laughs> i mean when i say tobacco infused it does not taste like a cigarette or a cigar or anything like that it is a smoky flavor kind of like you have maybe from meat from smoked meat mm-hmm. but 
Then there is the sweetness from the splash of ginger ale to kind of balance that. Yes. And the the gunpowder, the dusting is just a little hint of chocolate. And I will tell you, this is a sippable beverage. And it's great to have in their bar because they have they have a bar, they have the surrounding kind of couches where we sat to launch the podcast, but then they have kind of a screened-in porch area with fire pits. Yes. And I will tell you, here is a secret tip. You stay at the Bonnet Creek. You come back after your races to have this gold mine beverage. You commandeer one of the fire pits, because there's one on either end of that screened-in porch, Right around, say, 9 o'clock, then you have a perfect view of Disney fireworks as yes, you, you enjoy do. the celebratory beverage. They, you have a direct line of sight right over the golf course, mm. and you're looking at the, you're, you're looking at both Magic Kingdom, Epcot, or all three, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood, Hollywood. Studios. Yeah. And the fireworks are so bright, they actually light up the side of the building. It's so great. At night. Because Bonnet Creek is really close to Hollywood Studios and really close to Epcot. Yes. Yeah. Stone's so, throw. Mm-hmm. So that porch, that is, if you can get there a little bit ahead of 9 o'clock and you can actually, I mean, sometimes you have to wait out people so that you can pounce on those fire pits. But Absolutely. If you can get that seating, do it. Then the show is worth it and you don't have to fight crowds to see it. And you and you have a delicious celebratory beverage. Yeah, this is absolutely my favorite cocktail that they make at this bar and we've tried a few and mm-hmm. they are all very good. Their mm-hmm. mixologists yeah. are are Excellent. Mm-hmm. And this bar is rocking, especially if there's a conference going on. Oh, it's always busy. Their kitchen is always very busy. Mm-hmm. And they have all kinds of snackables like chicken wings and poppers, that type and of stuff. And they have a burger that's to die for, too. Their, their burger is ridiculous. Woo-hoo. That's the thing that they're actually known for. Yeah. Because they use uh, short rib and brisket, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. But their charcuterie plate. Oh, that's the thing Again, you need to be known for anyway. We've said it. We're, we'll, we'll talk about it later <laughs> yes. this week or next, but yeah. their charcuterie plate is to die for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love that beverage, yeah. Again, we thank them for their support of the podcast. We would have probably been talking about all of this even without anyway, the sponsorship, but yes. thank you again to the Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek. Check them out at hiltonbonnetcreek.com if you Mm -hmm. are looking to book a premium resort experience in the Disney area. And we will talk more about the Hilton Bonnet Creek, the marathon weekends experience, as we recap our half marathon experience, especially because they they do it right with the transportation and the pre-race party. And they go all out. And they go all out, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we recap the half. Yeah. So, yeah. and that, in fact, that's going to be next week is when we're going to talk about uh, we're our first talk about race the recap. 10K. It'll be the 10K. The 10K next week and then the half to follow. Yes. Yes. 
So, and when we talk about the 10 K, I'm excited to talk about their, their muse, their quick, their quick stop yes. location at Hilton, because, you know, not, it's hard when you have an early, early wake up for run Disney races to, to find good breakfast options. Yes. So, and we're going to talk a lot about, can't wait to talk about that. The, some more about the logistics of the actual race days themselves mm-hmm. on, the, on the next couple of episodes. Yeah. But this, I think, gives you a good flavor of what that day before the first race should yeah. be about, yeah. what to do, and we've given you a great option for a place to stay with some amazing food and beverage. Yes, and also, I will tell you, their pool and their jacuzzi, oh, not to be missed. Especially because it has a lazy river, too. Mm-hmm, in terms of recovery. You know, like Jeff was talking about to be in cool water. Yes. Oh, hey, that pool is great. And also the jacuzzi jets. Oh, yeah. Just FYI. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for this week's episode of the show. We invite you guys to follow us on social media. We are at Run Eat Drink Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we're at Run Eat Drink Pod on Twitter. So we'll be sharing videos and photos from the race weekend. We've already been doing that, and we've had a couple of live videos on Facebook and on Instagram. We'll continue to share so you can see what the expo was like and what that whole race experience was like, what the Hilton Bonnet Creek is like, all that it has to offer, too. So follow us on our social media channels, and thanks so much for helping our Runcation Nation grow. Yeah, and we want to know, have you been to run a race recently that our listeners ought to know about? We are planning our calendar for 2020. Would you like to be a guest on our show? Let us know. Give us your suggestions for future races or send us destinations to eat and drink when we're traveling to your area. Leave us a one-minute message with your name, where you're from, and what you are interested in sharing at info at runeatdrink.net. Or you could call us and leave us that one-minute message with who you are, where you're from, and what your tip is at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733 or info at runeatdrink.net. Yes. So... Again, for the Runny Drink Podcast, have an outstanding week. Congratulations to all the runners who have accomplished, explored, and indulged this week. And as you head into next week, thanks for taking us along on your commutes and your long runs. And we will talk to you really soon. For now, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.